god, Terry Rockovich is here. Hi. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really, really pumped about this episode because um, this is the first time we're meeting face-to-face virtually, um, but we have talked on the phone before. And I think later on the episode, I want to talk about the exciting news that we're going to be doing together. Yes, definitely. Oh my gosh. So I just need to like start off and hear everything because you are the founder of this incredible dog food brand called Jinx. And it's the cutest and the yummiest. And we can get more into that later because I have so much to get into. But how does a woman like yourself, who's independent and strong and gorgeous, how do you get into the dog food world? Well, it it has been quite the journey for sure. <laughs> um, I started my career at an agency and then basically pivoted to the brand side and went from startup to startup to startup um, and did some kind of advising and consulting for early stage businesses in between. But it really allowed me to better have a sense of entrepreneurship and, and be very close to the sun. And so I knew I wanted to do something one day. I had no idea it was going to be dog food. Um, <laughs> but I think through all of these experiences, um, I really just, I, I figured I had to do something that I could see myself doing for a very long time. And it had to be a passion project or else right. it was really hard to pull long days and long nights and kind of commit your life to building something and, and trying to make it successful. So pets are that for me, animals are that for me. Um, and I want to eventually get to a space where I can do activism on behalf of animals. And so this feels like a really nice way to build something I'm proud of um, mm -hmm. in a category that I'm obsessed with yes. and <laughs> then create some type of social responsibility movement through this vessel that is Jinx. Um, but the category itself is, I mean, as you can imagine, it's antiquated, it's old. There's um, a lot of business done in the Midwest. And so when we travel to Kansas, um, you know, it's, it is like a very, very real reminder that, um, you know, that there are places that are very different than New York and San Francisco yeah. and LA. Um, and, you know, frankly, sitting in a room with, uh, virtually all men, it's, uh, it's a really nice opportunity to have a fresh perspective and have a voice and be opinionated and shake mm -hmm. things up. Um, I think a lot of these disruption stories from these brands that are emerging as startups, um, do that, right? Like they, they see something that needs optimized and then they go in and they don't necessarily reinvent the wheel. They just have mm -hmm. a fresh perspective. They want to do something that's grounded in intention and has some inherent value and is available through a model that we're all becoming more familiar with, especially now, like being forced to order our groceries online. Um, but but through a model that is e-commerce and and you know my experience um is doing that for other brands and other people's dreams and visions and so mm -hmm. now i'm really doing it for myself and my own passion points and i have two fantastic business partners two guys that uh i overlap with during our time at casper um oh, how funny yeah yeah so like 
former colleagues, then friends, and now business partners, but they're like, they're like family. That's so nice that you have a support system like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's interesting to me because I know so many, specifically females, um, but I won't just categorize it just in, in the female gender. Um, but so many people create these startups or are inspired by startups after going through, excuse my French, a real fucked up experience. You know, I, I know that my mother, who was in the technology companies all over was growing them all. She was doing this back in the 80s and 90s. And it was like before the dot coms, it was before that it was actually the hardware and the software uh, in technology. And she was one of the literally only women that would be in a meeting of boardrooms. Um, in fact, she was even pregnant with me and about to give birth. She went into labor and she was talking in front of 200 businessmen and she didn't want to come across as seeming weak, even though she literally was in the middle of labor, she wanted to finish that job because she refused for anyone to say, oh, well, she's leaving early because she's a woman, right? Especially in that day and age. But it took her, and I know her path on what, what she went through, of being so torn apart by men in the business over and over and over that finally she was like, I'm going to take control of my life and I'm going to do this myself. And I think that a lot of, from from then in the 80s and 90s and before that till now, I think that women are getting this power again, or even just people who have been abused or who are part of, you know, the LGBTQ community. So many people are categorized as not just weak, but that they can be controlled by these older men that that know the business, right? And they know everything going on when really they are so out of tune and they don't know anything that's going on. But I see this pattern of getting to my point as I'm blabbling. I see this pattern of people creating their own, becoming entrepreneurs basically because they've had these terrible experiences. Now, I don't know anything about your experience, but is that something that you can kind of relate to? Did you see that in your field of work before? I did. Um, I would say, you know, it, it is a world that has been dominated by men and male perspectives and masculine decisions. And right. so with that i think that like we're all kind of working to reshape the world so that there's just more inclusion and diversity Mm -hmm. of thought and so as a woman who's kind of been in this startup culture i've always gravitated towards male energies and so there's like a lot of synergy for me there um, but, you know, having an opportunity to, to be invited into a room where big decisions are being made didn't really happen until later in my career. And I had mm-hmm. to fight tooth and nail mm-hmm. and person that you are in the workplace, um, has to be an aggressive one. If you want to be seen, if you want to be heard. And so you really have to be intentional about how you show up and you have to lead by example and you have to have a, an opinion and you have to mm-hmm. be able to defend it. And in my opinion, it should come from a place that is morally sound in nature because you don't have to be an asshole to be successful, but mm-hmm. you do need to operate with some type of guardrails in place and, and treat people kindly. 
Um, and so with that, you know, I, I've had my own experiences. I've always wanted to do something that I could be proud of um, and I could stand behind. And it was, it was pretty serendipitous in terms of how this really all came together. And I feel very fortunate to, to have had kind of a life break where it came across my desk. I could consider it. I could get really excited about it. Um, we could raise some money and, and people bet on us and invested in us. Um, and I'm doing it with two people that I call brothers. And so, you know, with that, it's, it's exciting. We're, we're pumped about what we're doing. Um, and the best part is like my dogs are involved in every decision and I my know, dogs which is amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's just been, it's been such a pleasant experience. And I think that, you know, our, our experience is unique and that everything kind of happened pre COVID and we launched our business at the top of the year and kind of into the height of the pandemic. So that has been surreal. Um, and you know, there's new news every week that we just have yep. to kind of make sure we're agile and, and we're flexible and we're kind of rolling with the punches, but everything happened for us prior to COVID in terms of raising money and forming the business. Um, and, and I just feel really fortunate that timing had aligned um, and that I had this network of people um, where I had built a reputation and, and you know, the, the fundraising process was really enjoyable. We had a very successful outcome and then everything just kind of fell into place. And I think that didn't happen, um, you know, by way of not being really intentional about 10 years of decisions and making moves that led up to it. Well, I think that's also really important that people don't realize so many people see specifically in the startup world or, you know, with entrepreneurs, they see these famous people, right? That become famous from their one idea that they have, right? And they're like, oh, all they did is have this one idea and it became a billion dollar company. And what people don't understand is you have worked your ass off to get where you are right now. It doesn't just, if it magically happens and you never work a day in your life and then this one thing happens and you become a billionaire, great, good on you. But really people need to hear the truth of the matter and they need the encouragement of, they need to work all the time to get where you are. That hard work actually does pay off. And you were in other companies before this. So you really did put in the work. Totally. I mean, I, I use sports analogies a lot just because I was raised as an athlete and I played soccer through college, but I feel like for me, it's like, it's professional training. It's like building right. these muscles and really putting in the work and it's a lot of blood and sweat and tears. Um, and then, you know, you're finally like, you're finally ready. And then yeah. for me, this is, this is like the game. And now I've been you know, tagged in and I'm on the field and it's about performance. And so to your point, you know, you don't just kind of coast through life, get thrown in an arena and then expect to win a championship, right? Like you right. have to put in the work and you have to train and you have to invest in yourself. And so that has been like a decade plus long experience for me. And, and now, you know, I'm in the game and I have a team that I'm, you know, really proud of and I have a lot of confidence in. And so now we're just, we're ready to kind of play and we have our sights on winning. So, so how do you deal with all of your emotions at the end of the day? Because you have a, 
even though it's very fun, you do have a high anxiety job because you're kind of like the angel that's running everything. <laughs> How do you deal with all of the ups and downs? You know, is there any advice that you could give out there for young entrepreneurs who are trying to figure it out, but feel that overwhelming feeling of, of a lot of the time it kicks in a lot of mental health issues when all the stress comes at you at once? Absolutely. So life is a wild, wild ride. And I think because it's so unpredictable and has kind of varying degrees of turbulence, um, you need to wear your seatbelt to survive. And so, you know, you need to take care of yourself. You need to invest in yourself and give yourself the tools to kind of navigate to your final destination. And for me, I just, I burned the candle at both ends for so long. And I was just thinking that like being out five nights a week and going to every networking thing or every dinner, every party um, and meeting tons of people and saying yes to everything was the way to win. And I think what I found was I was exhausted. I you know, had many broken relationships because I just didn't have the time or space mm -hmm. to really nurture those relationships or those people. Um, and so for me, it was kind of grind, 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 uh, collapse because you're exhausted. And, and that was kind of, you know, a series of things that happened for me, uh, mostly during my time in New York, that led me to this place of like, I need to pause, I need to get perspective, I need to reflect I need to think about what I want. I have to be intentional about the decisions that lead me to what I want. Mm -hmm. um, and and that was a really that was a really hard moment for me because I was so used to going, 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 and sprinting and throwing myself into things. So to take a moment and to pause and um, and to really like think and be with your thoughts and get comfortable with those things mm -hmm. is is something that was necessary at this certain inflection point, like 12 years into my career. Up until then, I, I hadn't given myself that time or that space mm -hmm. or those resources. And I wish that I had earlier in my career because with, as you enable yourself to have access to people who are classically trained or have an objective opinion or have like, seen this and dealt with it before, mm -hmm. um, they give you, you know, pieces of knowledge that really help you to manage your life, both personally and professionally. And I feel mm -hmm. like having access to that earlier would have given me a bit of a shortcut to, you know, having some perspective on what I wanted to do and how to kind of like carve out that, that path and how to optimize that journey instead of just feeling the weight of, me trying to figure it out on my own. Have you ever had a moment where you're like, I, I just, it's not worth it. I, I just am not going to keep doing this. That there's that kind of, I, I say this for myself because this is how I was towards the beginning of doing emotional support was everything was like, go, 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 go. It was amazing. There was all this traction. It was all fun. And then I got so completely overwhelmed. It was I was lucky to have some people there for me, like friendship wise, but it was really me just like behind the board doing everything, doing the whole marketing, doing everything. And I was just like, so overwhelmed. I was like, is it really worth it? You know, 
And I had that moment of getting a few emails reached out, then more emails, then more and more and more and more of talking about stories of, of survival of, of suicide, um, stories of, of cutting, stories of abuse, um, all of these things that, that people were sharing with me. And I thought, well, you know what? It is important for me to keep going. Whether or not I think that it's affecting anyone, if it affects one person and I can help out one person, or even if I can just be a friend that they listen to in the car. You know, it's something as simple and easy as that. It, it is worth keeping going, keeping on trucking. Did you ever have that moment where you were like, ah, I'm not going to go any further with this. Like, I don't see, I don't see the the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I've had, I've had really hard days. I would say with Jinx aside, it's a new project. I'm, I'm so energized by what we're doing and what we're building. So I, I haven't had that experience. I'm sure I will hit a wall at some point because it is, you know, it is a high commitment, high touch project. And so I will get there. I know I will burn out and, and I will need to pause and take some time to reset a bit. But, um, I definitely had that experience at different organizations and different startups. And, um, and, and for me, it was kind of, you know, speaking with, someone who was a professional coach or an executive leadership coach and and she was more of a therapist than anything really she was there to help me figure out how to like show up in a more buttoned up way but what really happened was like we broke down you know what was happening if i was happy if i was doing fulfilling work that i was really proud of and upon peeling back those layers and, and being surprised at my own answers, I was mm-hmm. like, I have to make some changes. And so I think to your point, it's like you need to do purposeful work if it is going uh-huh. to be something that's demanding in nature and it has to be fulfilling. And for me, fulfilling is it's about purposeful work and making sure that, you know, you're helping other people or in some cases helping other things like dogs um, and, and with that, you know, you become fulfilled and then you're able to kind of put in long hours or continue to find the energy or the creativity to kind of like deliver, um, and kind of do what you've carved out to do. Right. So you have these two emotional support animals. You have been a dog lover forever. What inspired you to get involved and do Jinx? Like, what is the, what is the connection with, with your babies? So I haven't had the most traditional track, I think, in terms of just, like, life and life decisions. Um, I have moved all over the place. So I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and then I moved to San Francisco. I was there for a few years. I moved to New York. I was there for a few years. I moved to Austin and now I'm in LA. Um, I started- You've had a fun life though. (laughs) It's been, it's been epic. It's epic. Zero complaints. Um, And, and I know like, you know, my posture is so fortunate. And so I'm, I'm very, very grateful, but um, I've popped around and I've really prioritized my career. And I think in relocating and being opportunistic and moving around for jobs and, you know, not really falling into that like track that is get in a relationship, 
get married, have children, um, my life has led me to a different place where, you know, I'm, I'm chasing something a little bit different, which is just making an impact. And then, you know, I'm very inviting. If anyone wants to like get in the car, Terry is here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I am, I am here and I'm, you know, join me on this ride, but, um, the, (laughs) the one thing that has been so cool and comforting is just I I have had a dog for the past 10 years who's traveled yeah. from city to city to city and he's been my companion and he has and been you're a rock literally a, it's, a, it's a, a rock a rock he's been yeah. a source of stability he's been so loyal um <laughs> and he's just he's been like a, a child and I treat him like I would treat a human. And so because we've got this insane connection and he's like totally my spirit animal, um, I want to care for him the best way I know how. And I think with our experiences, he had a pretty tragic accident about at this point, six years ago. No. Um, Yeah. So we were in a, we were in a car accident. Um, on our way from New York city to Connecticut for a wedding, we got hit by an 18 wheeler <gasps> and I was in the front seat. My partner at the time was driving and Blitz was in the back seat and he got thrown forward. He was not wearing a seatbelt. He got thrown forward, hit the dash, shattered his vertebrae in his lower back. <gasps> no. And we didn't know that it was shattered because he couldn't tell us. Um, for about three weeks. And so I just came home from work one day and he was like fully paralyzed from the waist down and in a lot of pain. And I went from like clinic to clinic to hospital to kind of only get him through this back surgery, um, which required a pretty extensive procedure, invasive procedure, but then also some rehabilitation that took like six or seven months just to make sure he could like go to the bathroom on his own again oh, baby and, and i mean like i have never been like so traumatized because he had been like my my person through yeah. all of these life changes and so to have him you know basically almost almost die he had like needed a series of blood transfusions through the surgery but then make it out it was like i needed to get him better and through that experience he had a really hard time eating he had a really hard time going to the bathroom and processing food and so that was kind of the first the first light bulb for me that there wasn't something in a bag on a shelf that he was interested in eating um, we tried some other options and he actually, he had gotten sick because of a contamination issue from fresh food. <gasps> and so it was just kind of like, there needs to be a better brand with a better food philosophy that suits my dog and his lifestyle and our lifestyle. Um, and that didn't exist. And so I think upon doing a lot of discovery, familiarizing myself with a category, um, and then the opportunity presenting itself, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this because yeah. no one else is doing it the way I think it should be done. Yeah. Um, and, you know, lucky lucky for us, it's one of the biggest consumer categories. It's like a 70 plus billion dollar annual category in North America alone. So the opportunity is huge. And, you know, if you can build something that's rooted in purpose and is a better option than like 99% of the things that are out there, Um, you know, I think it's bound for success as long as you kind of make the right decisions to distribute it 
properly. Um, so it very much so kind of fell out of a, of a personal experience and me kind of looking for a better option that just simply didn't exist at the time. I think it's really um, amazing that you went through that experience, obviously not for your little baby, but just for you, it, it just proves how one thing, one incident can happen and this whole ripple effect of beauty can come from it, right? Because I'm sure you wouldn't have thought, oh, there's something missing in the dog space world. Like even if the opportunity came to you, if you hadn't really truly experienced and had that passion to go forward with that. And I think it's also nice that you have a baby and you have your dog that's your like angel, but beyond that, that it's your actual emotional support animal because i know for me yes Dottie is that's my french bulldog she's like the sweetest little thing in the entire world but my baby boy is Wee herman and i've had him now for 12 years i got him when he was six weeks old and the amount of places he's been maybe his passport's not as big as your baby but he's been a lot of places and Every single time I've had a panic attack, every time I've had an emotional breakdown, every time I've been through a breakup, I truly believe as silly as it sounds, if I didn't have Pee Wee, I wouldn't be here right now because I had had so many, you know, one step closer to suicidal moments and thoughts and all this darkness that was surrounding me. And the only thing that would get me through my day is holding Pee Wee, hearing his heartbeat against my heartbeat. And it was the only thing that would calm me down and make me think, okay, I have a reason to survive right now. I have to survive for this creature because unlike a human who can take care of himself or herself, this, this being can't live without me. So- So I want to feed him the most amazing things I can. I want to bathe him in the most amazing things that I can. I want to emotionally be there and care for him as much as I possibly can. And I think that uh, emotional support animals kind of get a a joke laughing at where people are like, oh, you just have your emotional support animal to fly with. Oh, because you just want to travel with it. It's like, no, I actually have a fear of flying and I cry every time a plane starts and I cannot fly without him. I'm bipolar. I I recently discovered I have PTSD. I have all these issues that I didn't even know about. And yes, I need this fucking creature to survive right now. I, you know, was introduced to your brand I, I was so blown away. First of all, there's a video of an accurate, truthful, pure reaction of the dogs where I literally open up the box that you guys sent me and their tails were wagging so crazy. I had never seen it so much. Peewee is not excited about food. He is not excited about dog treats. The only thing he's excited for are French fries and noodles. Um, And it was the first time that I saw my 12-year-old adult male, you know, baby completely like, freak out. Um, and I could barely contain them eating, you know, as much as they did. I was like, you guys needed to stop because you're out of control. Um, but you, you can just, I was just so excited to see my babies be so excited for food. And it wasn't just this like basic, you know, company where you're like, Oh, like I wouldn't want to be eating that. It was like, delicious and it smelled good and it was so healthy. And I think only someone who 
understands the importance of having an animal, that it's not someone that's going to follow you around. You have that heartbeat to heartbeat connection as I do. You, you put that love into your brand. And I really just need the world to hear that, that it's so important what you're doing because you're taking care of our emotional support animals. That makes me so happy. I'm just like sitting here smiling. Um, <laughs> but, but truly like it's, it's like when my dogs get packages, I record it because it makes me so happy to see them so happy. And then I feel like a lot of times dogs do like things that aren't good for them. So if you can give them something that they're stoked about eating, that's actually helpful um, and that they enjoy or that they get excited for, it's like that, that just completes the circle for me. And I think to your earlier point, it's like these dogs love us and are loyal to us if we are scared, if we are sad, if we are happy, if we are hungover. If yep. <laughs> we are not in our best moments and like they are right there by our sides, keeping us company and making sure that we are protected and we are safe. Yep. And so the least we can do for them as being the party responsible for making their food decisions is to give them things that are good for them and will prolong their life. And so that there's a lot of intention behind it. And I think we've got a team of people who own dogs. And so every decision is made thoughtfully in terms of, you know, I'm a dog parent. So if I was opening this bag or storing this bag, what is the best way that I could do that? Let's design things that can be left out. Like let's right. make sure when, when the package arrives, there's like little delight and surprise moments. And so um, it, it's all kind of done very intentionally and it's, it makes me so happy to hear that you had a great experience and we get a lot of really great reception in terms of product feedback, which, you know, kind of validates what we're doing. And, and now, you know, it's given us an opportunity to do more and, and yeah. grow the assortment and, and make sure that we're listening to our customers in terms of feedback and that's informing every decision that we make. But, um, but yeah, it, you know, it, it certainly is, is fulfilling work. And I think, yeah. you know, every story that we hear, every picture that we get or every video that we see is just like a validation point or like social proof that um, it's making a difference one dog at a time. If you really think about it, because I think about it probably way too often, I think about all the moments where I was in my, you know, saddest, most depressed, or when I was the angriest, or when I did the stupidest shit that, that I did like 10 years ago. And I'm like, how did I ever do this? And every time I laugh out loud, literally, because I remember Pee Wee's expression next to me. And it's like, it's in his face is like, full of expression. It's like, he's a human. It's like, he's talking to me, his eyes, like look through your soul, but it's so crazy how, how much this little critter means to me, you know? And I, I think that only dog and cat parents and maybe, you know, other animal parents can really understand truthfully the growth that you can have for yourself because of, of just something being there. And obviously you know, animals are a huge responsibility. They are expensive to take care of and you have to have the right resources in order to be able to take care of them because no one should be just getting a dog just to have a dog. They should be getting a dog to treat them as you would another human being in a positive. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want a dog locked up. None of that, you know? Um, 
But if you can't have that luxury of having an animal, I truly push so hard for all of the listeners out there and for you to hear, you know, Peewee has saved my life and, and multiple times where it's been that moment of, I, I could just, you know, do this and I could just do that. And then I look at his face, right? And it's just, I don't know, I could go on and on and on about how important animals are and how much I recommend them to people who can actually give them the proper care that they can, because there is medicine that we need to be on. There's holistic medicine we should be on. There's yoga, there's breathing, there's all these things that we can do, but just the heartbeat to heartbeat I cannot stress enough um, what that has done for my mental health um, above and beyond. Totally. I, I have to share <laughs> a story just because um, what you said had kind of brought me back to a moment and a low point where I was like sprinting through life and totally burning the candle at both ends. And I had um, just gotten out of a failed relationship and a broken engagement. And I went out with my friends. I think actually like our engagement pictures were emailed to me on my birthday after I had given my ring back. And so I was just like, shoot me. Like, and I, and all I wanted to do was go the worst, the worst. So my friends were like, no, we're going out. So we spent the night just basically like drinking really lovely champagne. And I think I had like one or two, like chicken wings or something for dinner, but did not eat a proper dinner. I had to be up early the next day for a big meeting. And I, you know, was operating on three hours of sleep. I woke up, I went to the bathroom. I literally like pulled down my pants to go to the bathroom and I just had passed out. And I had hit my face off of no. the corner of the bathroom <gasps> on the way down. I have no idea how long I was out for. I just woke up and there was blood everywhere. No, and the you poor thing. First thing I saw was blitz. The first thing I saw, like I, I, I had kind of like had that like blurry moment where yeah. I was opening my eyes and I was just like, what the fuck just happened? I saw Blitz and I was just like, of course he's here. Yeah. Like, of course yeah. he's checking on me. Of course he's my guy. And yeah. he is making sure that everything is okay. And I just like, it was such a visceral moment for me where I was like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. But it's like, I need to take better care of myself. And like, again, in, in a world where I was in this like beautiful waterfront apartment by myself, but I had him and I had gone through this like bizarre experience. It was like, he was there. He was the first person that was there. Right. And I was, you know, if he could talk, I know that he would come for me. And so it was like, you know, I, I got up and it takes a lot of courage to get up. Right. But like, I got up, I cleaned myself up and I was like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to like face the world. I'm going to participate in life. I'm going to be there for other people, even if I can't be there for myself. And, and like, all I needed was that like locking eye moment with him to be like, okay, this, this is fine. We can move on. You are we here for do me. This. I'm here for you, we can do this. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, like, you know, that, that walk that morning was really special. I had to like go to a plastic surgeon to get stitches in my face. Oh my God. <laughs> but it was like, I knew I could handle it. And I knew, yeah. you know, that, like, you had your co-pilot with you, you know, I that's had, what I, I say. 
Yeah. It's your co-pilot. And it's so funny. I always say this. So I'm recently married and it's awkward because it's awkward because he's always like, Oh babe, you know, and I go, you know, that I'd always pick Pee Wee over you. Like, I know that's terrible to say, but he has been the consistent 12 year man in my life. And like, how could I, how could I not? We always laugh. Everyone always says that we're Norman and Norma Bates because <laughs> <laughs> we're just so intertwined. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. I think the best filter for dating is just like, are you cool with my dog sleeping in bed with me? Because if you're not, yes. you, we're never going to work out. This is not going to work, but it's, it's so true. It's like, let's just... So- Let's figure that out sooner rather than later. I'm going to start speaking and talking about Jinx because I want every one of you out there listening to just join on this bandwagon, 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 what is that? Bandwagon of healthy food for my emotional support animal, for your emotional support animal. It looks cute. So it looks cute on the kitchen. We never have it hidden. It's always out on display. Um, And most importantly, Peewee has, is obviously 12 years old. He has a little bit of arthritis. I pretend that it's not real, but it is real and it's there. And I was noticing a lot of, um, I could cry, a slump in his life. Mm-hmm. And he is now has pep in his step. And I'm convinced it's because of Jinx, because it's the only thing that has changed in his life is his healthy diet. Um, And I never, I I had a nutritionist on my friend, um, Kristen, and she was talking about gut health. And she was talking about how important mental health is all about your gut and how to trust your gut, that that's where that saying comes from. Um, And how important it is for the probiotics and prebiotics and all this stuff. And it's so true. It's the same for dogs, right? It's the exact, exact same thing. And so I think that what you're doing with Jinx is so important because it's prolonging the life of my child, children, plural, Dottie as well. Um, I always don't mention her. So people think I'm like, I neglect her, but she's a daddy's girl. So it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But I love her. She's my baby. But it's prolonging the life of the emotional support animals. Um, and so I, I'm just so excited and I'm going to be talking more about it, um, on social and, and a few things here and there, but I just want everyone to know what is the number one reason that people should be purchasing Jinx? Sure. So, so to tee it up, um, Jinx is an online destination for dog food. And our product philosophy is kind of anchored in the insight that dogs have evolved from their wolf-like predecessors. And so they don't need these high protein diets or raw diets um, unless they're working animals or show dogs. And the majority of us don't have law enforcement animals or show dogs. No. Um, and so, so <laughs> I we think were, they're show dogs, but they are not show dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, we have designed diets that have high quality proteins. So we use organic chicken and our chicken recipes, fresh salmon and our salmon recipes, um, really functional superfoods. So over 20 different superfoods that help to basically help with the processing piece of digestion. Um, and then we have a patented probiotic. So to your earlier point, gut health is necessary. It affects every single organ in the body. And so these patented probiotics really assist with gut health 
and stool quality and you know a dog should be regular their poop should be easy to pick up and if it's not it is likely because of what they're eating right and so between between those three elements um the food is really complete and balanced it's holistic in nature um and you know if you ever if you ever flip a dog bag over and you read an ingredient panel or read a, a guaranteed analysis um those things are so important to understand as you're selecting new dog food and so we try to make that education process digital and really easy um right. from an educational perspective uh so people can just better understand the choices they're making it's just very easy to the point um educational and at the end of the day, you are making my dogs happy and healthy and they have pep in their step. And that's literally all I care about in life is making sure that they're taking care of the best way they can. Please look up Jinx. It's J-I-N-X. Um, I'm going to have a link to everything, how to get to, to Jinx. So Terry, I'm going to ask you our final question. Um, and I think I know the answer to it, but I don't know. I might be surprised. What is your emotional support? What is my emotional support? It is most definitely <laughs> my dogs. Um, I, I didn't mention my my second child, Shadow. Blitz <laughs> and Shadow are are my homies. They're my boys, um, and they are the reason I'm doing what I'm doing. And they give me a lot more than I give them. Um, but they are, without a doubt, my emotional support. Oh, I love that. You know what? It, it's it's the best answer. Thanks. That's it. Well, Terry, thank you so much. I adore you. I'm so happy that we're finally making this connection. Um, and everyone, please check out Jinx. You're going to love it. Emotion. Al. Support.